And now, time for an episode of Dating Golden Retriever Man. Hi, what's your name? Everybody calls me Boomer. <laughs> you smell nice. What's in your hand? Do you have a ball? I love tennis balls. Do you want to go out? Um, sure. We could go out, or we could just stay in. Absolutely. I'm all about belly rubs, treats, and spreading joy. I just love the way you look in my eyes. I will be faithfully yours until the end of time. Oh, my goodness. You're such a sweetie. So what do you like to do? Well, I can fetch a mean cup of coffee. I like going on long walks. I like to lay my head on your lap while we watch TV. Oh, and I love getting my hair brushed. You're a good boy. Wait. Leave it. Down. Stay. Boomer. Get off my leg. This has been an episode of Dating Golden Retriever Man. Fellas, I'm ready to get up and do my thing. One, two, three, four. Yep. Women going wild for the new breed of bachelor. That's right. We've been relegated to a breed of dog now. Golden Retriever Man. You know, DJs get fired for calling women Barbie girl. Mm-hmm. When they look like a Barbie girl, and now we're not, now we're golden retriever men. <laughs> have you heard this? No. You haven't heard this. I have not. Well, let me be the first to tell you good morning and welcome, everybody. It is the Mark and Kim show where we're just now breeds of dogs to the available women out there. And you wonder why you have so much trouble finding a man, huh? When you refer to them as dog breeds, while women of yore may have yearned for a strong, silent man, the millennial ladies, just after tattoo-covered soy milk-sipping hipsters, Gen Z women, are pawing for a different breed of fella. Pawing. Pawing. Yes. Golden Retriever Man has been hailed as the generation's new heartthrobs. Beloved by young, social media-addicted singletons. What happened to Dad Bod Man? What happened to him? Where'd Dad, where'd dad Bod Dude go? There's still a place for him. Where? Well, it's the older, on the, on the older the, woman. No, I no, mean, older no, than this. No, <clears throat> no, Gen Z, just months ago. Oh, all about Dad Bods. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Was it Gen Z that yes, wanted that? Yes, yeah. Gen Z. Hmm. Millennials. On TikTok, videos with the hashtag Golden Retriever Men or Golden Retriever Boys, because, you know, boys, Hmm. have collectively locked up tens of millions of views, setting hearts aflutter. So what's a Golden Retriever Man? It doesn't refer to the owner of Golden Retriever Dogs. No, no, no. But the man man himself. Man (laughs) who actually possesses the same qualities as the Golden Retriever. Now, I got that from from the clip that started. Yeah. 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 I didn't think it was the guy who had the golden retriever. No, 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 nobody else did either. Okay. Okay. All right. Follow along. <laughs> no, I am. Sweet, gentle, affectionate, and eager to please. Yeah. Not men- Not to mention easy to train. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. you're all about training them men, aren't you? I see nothing wrong with this. Of course you don't. Of course. You've got a trained man. What breed of dog is your man? That's the question. He's very loyal. He might be a golden retriever. In terms of the golden retriever... Because there's that old adage, golden retriever doesn't care what kind of attention it gets, as long as it gets attention. Mm -hmm. Living in a house with you, I guess he has to show out. 
every once in a while and knock off power to the entire neighborhood to get noticed. <laughs> or any of the other ridiculous crap that he pulls off. My and husband he, gets lots of attention. Mm, I'm just saying, when it comes to you being around, nobody really gets a lot of attention. No, he really does. At home, no. I'm, I, yeah, at home, I don't show out. <laughs> what, 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 what is Travis Kelsey? Of course, we're all in our Kelsey era now. What breed of dog is Travis Kelsey? Is he a golden retriever man? Is he a Rottweiler? Because he plays professional football. Right, yeah. Oh, is he too manly to be golden retriever man or golden retriever boy? You know, we're now relegated to dog breeds, boys. <laughs> Jump in line because those girls, you know, those girls, they dictate everything. They got the lock and they got the key. They do. And they can pass out the key to whomever they choose. Mm -hmm. It's good that you all are realizing this. It's about time, isn't it? <laughs> yes. It's about damn time. Uh, did you see The Blind Side? Of course, you've heard about The Blind Side happening. The movie happened. It portrayed a family. It seems like that family has broken apart. The Tuies and the uh, and Michael Orr, the football player Michael Orr, repeatedly demanded fifteen million dollars from the Tuie family over the Blindside royalties, and said if they didn't ante up, he would quote defame them on social media and or TMZ as fakes and thieves, according to new legal documents filed by the Tuies. They say Michael extorted us. If you don't. If you, t I'll tell TMZ if you don't ante up big time, and this is sad. It's very this is, sad. This is sad. It's now, heartbreaking. You know, you know, you know, you never know the interpersonal relationships of of a family or anybody else's relationship, and you don't know what is portrayed on screen. If that's if what it is is what it is, but according to a le uh, the legal docs, Michael Orr sent a slew of texts alleging that he was quote robbed to fifty million plus, to which then became ten million. So I guess his math was a little off or something. You know, I was robbed of 50 million, but I was then I was robbed of 10 million. In one text, Michael Orr wrote to the Tui family. If something isn't resolved this Friday, I'm going to go ahead and tell the world how I was robbed by my by, by my supposed to be parents. That's the deadline. Think how this is going to look when it comes out. The legal documents say the Tui's rejected the 10 million dollar demand, which Orr then fired back with, "Oh, it was 10 million. Now I want 15 after taxes." Mm. <laughs> That's called negotiation. That's when you. That's like a mob. That's like a mob negotiation. Yeah. That's like, oh yeah. Well, it was ten million. Now it's fifteen, and that's after taxes, bitches. <laughs> according to the, according to the new docs, the grand total for each of the Tuies and Orr was identical, as to what they received, hundred thirty-eight thousand three hundred nine dollars and ninety cents from the movie, and I'm like, and I'm thinking, how did they only get that much? Well, I mean, buy, buying their story shouldn't be worth more than like five, let's say five people, six people they split it amongst. Yeah. Because yeah. well, they, they said they, each like, family that's member. A million bucks. They said each family member and it was their story, <clears throat> but did they write it or did they, I mean, did somebody, somebody did the treatment, somebody wrote I the book. Know. I mean, I there's a lot of, there's a lot of people involved, I would think. It got into the fact that they never legally adopted him. They had him under a conservatorship mm -hmm. and it had something to do with the legal system in terms of what... They because could do, of the sports yeah. thing, wasn't it? And no, because it was of he, was, age he was 18. And, he was yeah, 18 because and, of his age. So, uh, as for the fact that Tui's never never legally adopted Orr, they say they feel as if Michael Orr is their son, notwithstanding his, quote, vindictive and unfounded legal and reputational crusade against them. Will there ever be a reconciliation between Michael Orr and the Tui family? Well, the thing we have to remember... The answer will be yes, because at some point he'll realize... 
that could probably still help me even if they're not going to pay me $15 million after taxes. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing you have to remember is this could happen with biological kids, too. I mean, there are families, you know, torn apart. Is this some sort of revelation? Well, no, but what I'm saying is, is there's a lot of people saying, well, you know, this is what you get into when, you know, you try to help somebody and then they turn, you know. Didn't say that in this article. No, 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 no. I'm just saying that this is some of the things that people are talking about. Well, they shouldn't be. And they, and, and I'm like, I, you know, you this know, happens blood, in families all the time. Blood isn't thicker than water. No. By the way, no, blood no. and water are very similar to each other. So, so I think yes. I think they could, they could well, reconcile. Well, we certainly hope they can reconcile. And I hope so. Especially, you know. I'm not sure what his other family is, you know, at this point. I don't know what his relationship is with his his biological family at this point. Who knows? So a Florida couple who has some of the biggest Christmas decorations every year in Florida, the couple who has the home hasn't really owned it. They've been squatters for 15 years. <laughs> well, if they're they're only squatting if someone has taken legal action against them. Well, they have now. And the thing is, is well, they... Well, explain how they're squatters. Well, first. the woman is a realtor. The woman. The woman who lived in the home. Okay. And she and her ex-husband have lived there for 15 years. Right. And it seems her to me- ex- Her and her ex-husband? The, her ex-husband now. They've been married in the past years, but they've they've gotten a divorce in the last five years. But the 15 years that they've been decorating, I mean, outlandish decorations to where the, the city has taken um, steps against them because there's been complaints in the neighborhood because the lights are keeping people up. Up and and the traffic when people come from all over the state to see these lights and the interesting thing is is normally when you're squatting you know you don't want to cause a lot of attention to you do you know this yeah how do you know this how well, do you how do you know this well i've never done this oh. but generally if you're doing something you shouldn't be doing you don't want to cause a lot of attention well, to who, you. Well, who whose home are they living in for 15 years as squatters and the people squatting, which means they're trying to, uh, I guess, assume the ownership of the house by tenancy, even though they don't own the home. It's it, certain states. It's it's. There's so much misinformation about squatting, and so many people think they know what the right answer is, and state to state, it's different. Well, I guess the woman, because she's a realtor, knew that she could just move in, and nobody. She apparently had the property listed. Okay. Never sold it? So never sold it, never had any well, paperwork on it, never had any... I, I don't know what happened to them. It doesn't say in this story. Well, how do they find out she's a squatter then? How did they find out she was a squatter? Because when she got the divorce, they were looking into things and they were talking about property that needed to be divided. And they said, well, okay, you're home. And, and it came up somehow that there was no paperwork on the home when they were looking at the divorce. And but so, someone, someone has to own it. Well, nobody owns it because the the that, owner. In the meantime, since the woman who had owned it before, the fifteen years back, had died, and so there was no family that they could find. There was no anything, so it was just like this home. And so the the people who had lived there. But here's the interesting part too: is not only could they not find anybody who owned the home or a family for the person who owned it before, but because they had lived there for fifteen years. This blows my mind. The statute of limitations had run out on the crime of squatting. And so now they can't be punished for squatting because that had run out in the state of Florida. And so now they're not punished for that, but they are being punished for taxes that had not been paid. So they're going to have to pay well, like $34,000 oh, in taxes. Why would you have to pay taxes on something you don't own? Because they owe the county, somebody has to pay on the property, and since they had lived there, the state, city, county, whatever, they can just has say, now but determined. I don't own it. 
How can they prove yeah. to, like ownership come taxes come from ownership? That's true, but the city, state, county, whatever, has determined that because they lived there, and they can prove they lived there because they had mail delivered there, they had water in their name, they had, (laughs) I mean, they had all the things like water, mail, service, all the different services, that they lived there, Mm -hmm. they just didn't own the home, and they weren't paying rent to anybody. What do their decorations have to do with anything? Because that because they were living out loud, so to speak, in a place they Hiding did not own. Hiding in plain own. sight. Well, exactly. Mm-hmm. And like so earlier, that was what was interesting. The genius that is Yes Man said there's no such thing as fat drug dealers because then everybody, everybody would notice them. I said big drug dealers. You said fat. I we said were ta- big. We're talking about a man named Fat Joe when no, I said yeah. that. So what you're referring to big. You can't be big. Big equals fat. You said you can't be fat and be a drug dealer. He said big. You were talking about Fat Joe. So it yeah, stands I mean, I the reason it. Yeah, that yeah. he meant fat or tall. It is what it means. Semantics. Nonetheless. But it was interesting to me that, like you said, hiding in plain sight, they're putting up outlandish lights every year. People are coming and looking at these lights. They're known for oh, living in, in this order, house. The other order. <laughs> really excited to see the lights, I guess. But now they can't be punished for it because the statute of limitations That's crazy. is I, That's it was cr- crazy to see, me. I th- but I thought that if it's not owned, the state owns it after a certain number of years. I guess they'll take it over now. But oh. Well, I mean, but if nobody owned it, you said there was no family for the person to like leave it to, or the mm-hmm. family has to you know, own the property or pay the taxes on the property. Abandoned properties are usually generally, of the word is wards of the state, but they become owned by the state. There's plenty of aban- abandoned properties. I guess properties. it will now, but, but this saying, family but had been keeping it up for the last 15 they, years. What I'm saying, though, nobody owned it. The state at some point recognizes it as, as abandoned property and says, oh, that's ours now. But it wasn't abandoned. It they was abandoned because there was no ownership. But nobody noticed <laughs> that it. That doesn't mean that it's not that I mean you live in there. That means there's no ownership. I understand no, that. You but don't. nobody yes, I understand what you're saying, but they didn't the state didn't recognize it as that All for right. whatever reason. All right. Well please follow up on that story. Please keep an eye on that. Put that on your Google alerts. No, I, I like sure. to find out. <laughs> and squatting, those people. I tell you. Some of the st- some of the stories are great. Riz. The new word of the year. Beat out Swifty. Why would Swifty even be considered the word of the year based on the fact that Swifty's been around for a long time? Swifty, the name, not just the not just the humanity. Probably because it's so top of mind, maybe. Well, Taylor Swift is. Yeah. Are the Swifties more top of mind than Taylor Swift? I don't think so. No. I think Taylor Swift is the most top of mind. Swifties come and go in terms of, oh, the Swifties are doing this or the Swifties are doing that. Now, granted, they're in their Kelsey era. Mm-hmm. So that might have... Uh, but maybe no. a few more Swifties have jumped on board because of the mm-hmm. Kelsey era. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, effectively, Swifties snubbed. Uh, other finalists include situationship, a romantic or sexual relationship that's not considered to be formal or established. <laughs> I thought that was just called that's a booty. has been around a while, too. I thought it was called a booty call, right? <laughs> it is. Situationship. <laughs> other semi-finalist words that did not, and Riz, by the way, is internet slang for style, charm, or attractiveness. And the ability to attract a romantic or sexual partner. It's basically a shortened form of the word charisma, like how fridge is short for refrigerator. Beige flag was a semifinalist this year. Hmm. A character trait that indicates that a potential partner is boring or lacks originality. Basically the bland in-between of green and red flags. Parasocial. Parasocial. I've not heard that. A relationship that a person imagines having with another person who they don't actually know, often due to being connected on social media. Oh. I thought parasocial was when you wanted to get out of your relationship so bad, you would jump out of an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> Heat dome. 
a persistent high-pressure weather system over a particular geographic area, which traps hot air mass below it. And de-influencing was also a semifinalist for Word of the Year. The practice of discouraging people from buying particular products, often yeah. through social media. I don't. Do, you, do we see a lot of that? We do, and we we talked about that earlier in the year. Okay. Hmm. I, I don't remember any specific. Mm-hmm. I mean, people give bad reviews on Google all the time. So, yeah. I mean, is that de-influencing? I don't know. I'd like to be a de-influencer. Would you? <laughs> yeah, I think my life is... You'd be de- good at that. <laughs> yes. yeah. Oh, let me tell you. That's the name of my podcast. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Yeah. We're calling bullsh on that. Uh, when people asked what they thought Riz meant, some of the responses included um, a member of Wu-Tang Clan. Oh, yeah. These are all wrong, by the way. <laughs> Riz, the sound a lightsaber makes. Riz, Riz, Riz. That sassy woman from Greece. <laughs> a dating app for skateboarders. Yeah. Elon Musk's latest dumb name for a baby. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Less dumb than the others. Mm-hmm. And the mint you used to mask the booze you drank before you came to work. Kim, are you taking a lot of Riz before no. you get to work in the morning? Home Alone is not a Christmas movie. You believe this? I didn't say I did. Okay. <laughs> I'm stating the argument that is taking place online, that Home Alone is not a Christmas movie. They're liars. Because it happens at Christmas doesn't make it a Christmas movie, according to the argument. It says here, it just takes place during Christmas. You can watch it any time of the year. It doesn't have to be watched at Christmas. Unlike Rudolph... Whoever wa- who watches Rudolph or, S- or Frosty in June? Well, you can watch any movie at any time. Yeah. Well, physically, yes, dear. But I mean, that argument has to be tossed out. Well, there's that. Hallmark <laughs> movies can be watched any time of year. It says, "Where is the Christmas spirit in Home Alone? Have you seen what Kevin does to Marvin Harry? <laughs> Marvin Harry are burglars." There's no Christmas spirit foisted upon Marvin Harry. There's no moment when they all like come together at the end there and you know, show some Christmas spirit. At one point somebody gets plunked in the head with a with a shovel with a, a snow shovel. Yes. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Because they're bad people. Right. They're trying to get into Kevin's house and hurt things. They get into the house. Yes. So you believe that Home Alone is... How about Home Alone 2? Christmas in New York. That's what this music is from, by the way. There's yeah. definitely Christmas spirit in Home Alone yes, 2. Yes, because mm-hmm. of the homeless yeah. woman. Or as, yeah. they, or as they say now, because you can't say homeless anymore, the the unhoused. Yes. Mm. What? Oh, you agree with that? It's it's one of yeah. the terms. Yes. <laughs> yes. The unhoused. The yes. unhoused. The underhomed. Underhomed. <laughs> Isn't that where people bury people? Under homes. What do you think? Yes or no? Yeah, it's a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas movie. With home Alone more than I mean, Home Alone two more than Home Alone one. Yes, but with that logic saying that it's only taking place during Christmas time, you could apply that to Die Hard as well. But I don't think Die Hard is a Christmas movie just because it centers around a Christmas party. As we've all learned, Christmas parties aren't real festive when it comes to Christmas. Mm-hmm. Drunkenness, yep. lascivious behavior, you know, <laughs> firings. I watched a all sorts I, of things. I happen. watched a top talk host at my radio station get fired for placing his hands on my 
general manager's wife's buttocks oh, well, yeah. at the at the Christmas party. It's you an do ugly, bad things, bad things it's happen. It's an ugly place. Mm-hmm. Nathan Barker says that Eyes Wide Shut is a Christmas movie. That's a <laughs> that is a that's a Nicole Kidman, Tom Cruise. Weird ass movie. I'd have to go now, back. It's and... been a while since I've seen. You've that. seen Eyes Wide Shut. Yes, I have. Oh Lord, <laughs> it's been a while. You haven't but seen I some of the classic Christmas. movies of all time, but you've seen Eyes Wide Shut. I have. <laughs> it was weird. Uh, Grace, yes, it is. Sarah, yes, it is. It's a Christmas movie. Uh, Mary, anyway, any any way that has the Christmas holidays in it ends up as a Christmas movie by default. So no matter what, if it's a if it's shot around Christmas, it's a Christmas movie. How about people that say that Christmas Story is not a Christmas movie? That doesn't make sense. No, actually, look, Kim, it's her favorite movie in the world. And she kind of like, well, it's not my favorite movie in the world, but I enjoy it. You have said, I love a Christmas it. Story. You watch it every year at your anniversary. Yes, I do. It means That's a gotta, lot to us. Well, it's got to mean that it's the you know. It's got to be your favorite movie of all time. No, it doesn't have to be. What's your favorite movie we of all time? We enjoy it. Um, oh, I don't know what my favorite movie of all time is. but um, Brian says it's more of a Christmas movie than Frozen is. Is Frozen considered a Christmas movie? I don't think a Frozen is a no. Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. No. We'll get into more of your comments coming up. Her versus him. Mark versus Kim on Starwater 2.1. As you welcome our two contestants, one named Jessica and one named Ross. Today, Jessica and Ross are playing the feud for... A $50 gift card to Elliott's Boots, Shoes, and Sandals open seven days a week until Christmas to serve you better you at go. their eight locations. Elliott's Boots, Shoes, and Sandals since 1982. Mm. Good stuff that works. There you go. Good morning, Ross. Good morning. Hello, Jessica. Good morning. All right. It'll be the top five answers on the board. First round for one point, second round, two points, third round, three points, tie-breaking, speed round, bonus question if necessary, and away we go. Jessica, name something you fill with air. A balloon. Is a balloon on the list? Yeah. A balloon is on the list, and it's number one. Kim, name something you fill with air. Your tires. Are tires on the list? They are at number two, running right down the list. Three strikes to work with. Three answers left. Jessica, name something you fill with air. Uh, basketball. Uh, how about all the balls? Yeah. Balls with air. At number three, Kimberly Renee Hansard, young lady. <laughs> I'm asking you to settle down. <laughs> <laughs> answers four and five are on the list, and three strikes to work with. Name something you fill with air, Kim. Your lungs. Are your lungs on the list? Yeah. Yes, nice lungs. Um, that's four answers off. One, two, three, and four. One answer left. Three strikes. Jessica, something you fill with air. Uh, bicycle tires. Well, we already said tires, so that was encompassing all tires. That's straight number one. Kim? Two seconds, Kim. Stop tapping your nails, Kim. I don't know. Strike number two. We were doing so well. Girls, name something you fill with air. Jessica? Three seconds. Two seconds. One second. Boys, talk it out. A blow-up mattress. Uh, I like books. All right, Ross, you've heard a suggestion. You can use it or not. Ross, Float. steal the first round of the first point. Name something you fill with air. Floats. What are you saying, Ross? Floats. Light floats. Floats. Have we moved from regular phone to speakerphone by any chance, Ross? No. All right. He said floats. Are floats on the list? No, they did not make the top five. At number five, 
the air mattress. Oh. Should have uh, listened to Tyler. Yes, man said, blow up mattress. <laughs> Is that how Bl- I said it? Blow up mattress. <laughs> <laughs> all right, score master. Did say it that way. Blow up mattress. All right, score master okay. Steve, what do you have for uh, us? One for Jessica, zero for Ross. All right, Ross, top five answer <laughs> on the board. Give me a... Well, give me some of the most popular answers. Here we go. Name a top fear. Name a top fear. And not the name of the phobia, but the fear. Hot. You Are you saying hot? Like red hots? Yeah. Oh, no, oh, hots. Fear of hots. Heights. I get you. Height is heights. Our heights on the list. <laughs> yes, at, at number two. Heights. Name a top fear. No, no, hold on. I'm going now to... T- yeah, yes Man gets to play, too, Ross, so stand down, dude. Uh, 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 Tyler. Tyler, name a fear, other than a fear of Ross at this point. Snakes. Are snakes on the list? At number one. Ross, name a top fear. Clowns. Clowns. Are clowns on the list? Did not oh, make the top... Well, I'm just, with you, Ross. Well, that doesn't mean that it's in the top five. It is for me. Strike number one. Yes, man. Top fear. Spiders. Are spiders and bugs on the list at number five? Spiders slash bugs at number five. Number three and number four left. Two strikes. Ross, hurry up. Name a top fear. Water. The fear of water. Like our bodies, 90% of it. eh. Strike number two. Tyler? Death. Death. Is death on the list? The fear of death at number four. Ross? Two seconds, Ross. One second, Ross. What? Flying. Flying. Oh, fear of flying. Is that on the list? No, did not make the top five. Girls, talk it out. Speaking in public. The time for discussion is over. Jessica, for the second and third points, name a top fear. Talking in public. Is talking in public on the list? That is correct, sir. It is number three, public speaking. Snakes, heights, public speaking, death, and spiders or bugs at number five. All right. Scoremaster Steve. That is three for Jessica, zero for Ross. All right, Jessica, you get to listen to this and decide if you want to play it or pass it. It's round three, top four answers on the board, and two strikes to work with. Play it or pass it. Name something that gets you sent to the principal's office or something that got you sent to the principal's office. Do you want to play that or pass that? Uh, Play it. Play it. All right. Name something that got you sent to the principal's office. Uh, fighting with a kid. Is the fighting on the list? It is, and it's at number two. Kim, three answers left. Two strikes to work with. Something that got you sent to the principal's office. Talking. Is, be specific. Uh, talking out loud. (laughs) What other kind of talking do you do, dear? I'm going to have to say, I'm going to have to say strike number one on that one. Uh, I'm sorry, Jessica. Name something that got you sent to the principal's office. Uh, talking back to the teacher. He's talking back on that list. Yes. Back talk at number one. Two and three and four left. Kim, one strike left. Come on. Um, Two seconds. One second. Wow. Well, of course, you know, someone who never got sent to the principal's office, you know. Never did. You know, that's strike number two. Boys, talk it out for the win. Oh, for Uh, the tie, for the tie. uh, Showing up late. Uh... The tie for discussion is over. Ross. Tie it up here with three points. Name something that you were sent to the principal's office for. Cussing. Is cussing on the list? No, oh. it did not make the top five. Good it's job, Jessica. Actually, it didn't even make the top four because that's the list. Top four. 
Ross, thank you for playing. We appreciate you. The top four is back talking, fighting, cheating, and sleeping in class. There she is. Thank you, Ross. Appreciate you. Jessica, congratulations. $50 gift card to Elliot's boots, shoes, sandals, and flip-flops. I saw this Reddit debate about whether or not Home Alone was a Christmas movie, and people are saying just because it happens at Christmas time doesn't make it a Christmas movie. If there's no spirit, then it's not a Christmas movie. And I think, wait a minute. All these Hallmark Christmas movies are Christmas movies? Yeah. Oh, are they? There's lots of Christmas spirit in the Hallmark movies. You need a lot of Christmas spirit to get through those Hallmark movies, I'll tell you that. Evian writes in our comments about whether it is or is not a Christmas movie. It's not even close. The plot is not affected by Christmas in the slightest, and any vacation of the family could have resulted in the same result. It didn't have to be a Christmas vacation. What about this, though? Towards the end, remember the beginning, Kevin is so upset with his family, and he feels like he's just the little kid, but at the end, there's kind of like Scrooge. You know, think about how Scrooge realizes all of his mistakes. Kevin kind of realizes all he really wants is his family back after mm-hmm. he's been through all he's been through. What's Christmas about that? Well, it's kind of <laughs> like he realizes the true meaning of Christmas is, mm. you know, having your family and counting your blessings and, you know. Yeah. I mean, he kind of has that. That's Christmas spirit, isn't it? I think so. So isn't that that's more, Christmas that's more. That's more Thanksgiving than Christmas. But it's still kind of like that feeling you want to have at the end of a Christmas movie. Kind of, sort of. Am I stretching here? I haven't seen you stretch in a while, but okay. I'm looking for Christmas spirit here. People wanted Christmas spirit. Juanita says the setting is at Christmas time. The family is going on a vacation at Christmas time, so she says yes. But then we get into Cindy versus Jessica. Oh, I'm sorry, Cindy and Jessica here. Cindy, it is a Christmas movie, but I hate it. Oh. <laughs> Who hates Home Alone? Gosh. Cindy responds, uh, I'm sorry, Jessica responds to Cindy, me too. Cindy responds to Jessica, it gets on my nerves so bad. My kids watched it this past weekend, and I was glad to get that one out of the way. Like you only watch it once? And then we get into all the people that are arguing back and forth. If if Die Hard is a Christmas movie, then so is Lethal Weapon. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Jen, your girlfriend, the number one handmaiden, um... (laughs) Agreed, it's not a Christmas movie and neither is A Wonderful Life. Wait, what? Jen. Wait, what? A Wonderful Life is a Christmas movie, right? <laughs> it's a, yes. It's all about Christmas. Yes. It's about, I mean, it's a based on a Chris, uh, the, the, the Dickens story. Yeah. You know, right? Yeah. All right, so there you go. You can have that debate all you like. I, I, I'll listen to this and I'll wonder if I'm just being trolled. What, what, have you, what are you doing? My husband lied to me about the people he's working with. No, that's an overstatement, I'm sure. No. It's an overstatement, I'm no. sure. He, my husband has a new job. He started it almost a month ago now. And um, so he was training for, a, for quite a bit of time. And now he's finally gotten into the, the work of doing the work. And so as he was doing that the other day, I said, tell me about your job. How's it going? And he goes, well, there's not too much to tell at this point. I mean, I'm doing some demonstrations for the team. And I said, oh, so you've met some of the team. Tell me about them. And Now you care? Because you don't even know his job title. <laughs> you couldn't even tell him his job. You couldn't tell us his job title. You can't really tell us what he does for a living. No. But now you're all interested in, you know, the people that he works with? Well, I am. He wor- Hold on. He doesn't work at an office. No, but the last job that he had, doing much the same thing that he's doing now, except at a different level. Which, which is what? 
training and something on the computer and some <laughs> team leader thing. I don't know. You'd have to ask him. No. But the last You're job the wife, he had. But go on. Well, the last job he had, I knew that he worked with Joe and Lindsay and Suba. And so I'd hear these Suba. names. Oh. Yes. Suba. Yes. <laughs> Not only so, a person, but a pair of pants. I, no, that's Zuba, isn't it? Oh, my bad. <laughs> but anyway, so I knew these names, and so I'd hear him talk about them, just like he knows Mark and Tyler. You know, he knows mm-hmm. the people I work with, so we talk about work. And so I thought, well, I want to know the names so we can talk about them when he mentions them, I know them. And he goes, uh, he goes, well, I'm just now getting to know them. There's really not much to say. And I go, well, surely you know somebody that you're working with. And Does he, he goes, know Shirley? No. And so then he goes, well, there's Lisa Walsh Hewitt, who you'll remember from the show Blossom back in the 90s. And I look at him and I go, you work with somebody who used to be on the TV show Blossom? And he goes, yeah, she used to do that, but now she's marketing for us and and all this stuff. And then he goes on and he starts telling me some other stuff. And he goes, I'm working on this project. Finally, they're letting me do some stuff. So I'm over there researching and I look up this name that he's given me and I'm like, well, I looked up this Lisa person. It doesn't say anything about her being on Blossom. And he starts dying laughing. And he goes, because she's not. I'm trying to give you something interesting because you don't really care what you these don't. people do. <laughs> and I'm like, I do. Well, I want no, to know what no, you do. but you don't. But I do. Okay, hold on. But you don't. But I do. Do you know what your husband does for a living, Kim? Not exactly. Then you don't give a flip. No, I about do. The- Kim? I do. I'm okay. trying to you, understand. You want to be that person that gives a damn about anybody else but herself, but you're just not. No, I do care. <laughs> I do. And I'm really trying to learn, but I'm, I'm Even awesome. your husband knows this, because if he didn't know this, he wouldn't troll you with names of former people on Blossom. Period. End well, this person wasn't on Blossom. It is the actual person he works with, because but when I looked what her I'm up, saying, it told me exactly what, what she did. And he, and and you wouldn't have looked her up unless, you'd, unless he'd said something like, oh... Well, she used to be on the TV show Blossom. Now she does marketing for us. He knows you as well as I do. Not as, not as well as I do. Better. No, 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 no. He Trust knows me. me better. I talk to you more than he does. Probably. Okay. But he knows me better. No. Maybe biblically. <laughs> but he doesn't know you better than I do. No, he doesn't. Nobody, trust me, in this world, no one, not even your mother, knows you as well as I do. But I'm trying to learn the people. I mean, like I said, I you remember the really people care. he worked with before, and I Your knew... Your husband knows you don't care. I know. Yes, man, do you know that she doesn't care? Yes, I'm aware. See, you know why I asked first? Because... I know be, about your life, too. I ask you things, and we talk. No, I'm referring to your husband. Yeah, we're not talking about each other here. I care more about my husband than I care about you all. Well, I don't know about that. No, I think you do, but I think that's... <laughs> yeah, that doesn't mean the bar is high for caring. You may care. I care you, very much about you people, care. and you're now you're now you're you're saying ugly stuff. You do care about people, but to a point. <laughs> you care about them until it becomes a burden. <laughs> Why do you think you always say when my husband is sick, I have to ignore him? <laughs> I mean, I'm not lying here, Kim. Like I said, I know you better than any human alive because I've look, I look into your flipping eyes for four and a half hours a day and I see your soul. I know you. I know who you are. You don't really care. I do care. To a point. I'm trying to, to learn a point. what it is he does and who he does it with. All you got to do is put it on an index card and keep it in your pocket. Here's what my husband does for a living. And then he goes, right? He trains people on something. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Like my like your husband knows and I know and listeners probably know as well. You care. I do but care. But until it becomes a burden.
until it becomes a burden of like knowing having to remember too much or or paying attention fully you'll pay attention but with a full attention so even with your husband i promise you i remember the name suba that's not yeah. a normal name <laughs> that's why you don't remember it kim i mean that's why you do remember it because it is an abnormal name what about Lindsay and Joe? I remember that. Yeah, Out of the dozens upon dozens of people I'm sure he worked with, <laughs> you pull out two or three names, does not convince us that you care. I do care, and I'm trying to All learn. Right. By the way, your husband has texted me. He says, I have a cough. Just have her stay at work the rest <laughs> of the day. <laughs> a little segment we love called Normal or... Nope. And something has happened where I have... Didn't even realize it. At some point, I got off lip balm, and this is the first one here. Having... A lip balm in every location of my life and never trading them around. The, the car chapstick stays in the car. The work chapstick stays at work. Now, I have lotion bottles everywhere I am. There's one with me now, sitting right back there. There's one in the car. There's one next to where I sit. This is not like, you know, I love you, man. Not that moment in that movie. But, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, a certain station. Um, <laughs> I have lotion everywhere I am. But I, I had to ask my wife, like, oh, my gosh, do we have any lip balm? My lips are feeling a little dry. And I was like. So what happened to all your lip balm? And I used to have, like, those little Carmex things Carmex everywhere. Too, buckets like, things. One next uh, bucket. Well. Like the little. Yeah. Circular. The. the what container? Yeah, a bucket. Uh, just a little thing, you know. And I would like there would be one by the bed. There'd be one next where I sat. So where did they all? I go? don't know. I mean, I guess I've used them or just got off lip balm somewhere along the way. Yeah, but usually when they get empty, I know this from my husband. He has another one. It's like they're he right. buys them in packs. I stopped using lip or balm or whatever. Like I had the, the, the car mix. I just I, I want to get back on it. I think I need to be back on it. Now my lips aren't dry. But I just miss it though. Do it. Normal or nope to have every like a lip balm everywhere you are. Normal. Normal. Yeah. Yeah. Normal. Mm -hmm. yeah. Normal or nope. Waiting for the water in the shower to warm up before getting in. Normal. Normal. This one says, I have a friend who gets in the shower, turns it on cold, deals with it until the water gets warm. Nope. No. Nope. Although, <laughs> think about this. I When I go to bed at night, our house, we keep our house cool and the sheets are freezing when I get in there. And it's a joy. Oh, mm -hmm. oh, 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 I'm done. Oh, I'm like freaking. Oh, oh, I'm creating that heat bubble. Oh, my wife's like, "What the hell is happening over there?" <laughs> is that why there's lotion by the bed? Like this or something. During Christmas, my family will get together and have a cake that says "Happy Birthday, Jesus," and then we sing "Happy Birthday to Jesus," and then eat the Jesus cake. Normal or <laughs> nope. It's normal for some. I know people who do this. It's called Christmas. Yeah, I'm yeah. not opposed to it, but I'd say nope. Nope. Mm -mm. Have you had a Jesus birthday cake and saying happy birthday we, to Jesus? We have not done this, but I know right. people who do it. <laughs> if you think about it, if it's his birthday, then why don't we? Yeah, yeah. I don't I mean, find it unnormal, I guess. Unnormal. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Normal or nope? I don't find it nope. Nope. Squeezing the insides out of a pizza roll and then just eating the crust... And then with the with the insides, the innards of the of the, adding ranch and hot sauce to it to eat it just like, I don't know, pizza topping. Or, yeah. I mean, what? I had ranch and hot sauce, but no. Now I bite the corner off every pizza roll. They'll come out of the oven. I'll just bite each corner off, and then I'll I'll let it cool down. It's like piping hot in there. It's a dangerous thing. 
It's, da- it's like McDonald's coffee in there. It's dangerous. <laughs> it is. So I is personally it- eat them whole, but I don't see anything on, wrong on, with on, taking on, them whole. How did know how you pop a whole pizza roll in your well, mouth? No, huh? but I mean, you I don't. You said you just I eat them whole. Is what you yeah, just but said. I don't squeeze it out. I mean, is what I'm saying. I don't. So you, you bite know. it? Yeah. Okay. Aren't you afraid of the innards? I I don't eat them like steaming hot. All right, we'll be back. It's the Mark and Kim show. Back into no- a normal or nope? Just a few more uh, of these, real quick. Normal or nope? Eating ice cream with a fork. That's not normal. No, not normal. They say if it's really frozen and you haven't let it sit out, the fork is the only way to eat it. Yeah, but who eats it really frozen? I mean, if it's really frozen, put it in the microwave and soup no, it up. No, don't uh, microwave it. Just sit. Be patient. Oh, yeah. No, make let it, it sit. sit a little bit out. But mm-hmm. um, and then how, how? Then how do you get you know out of a? You need the spoon, and the bowl is you know shaped like the spoon for a reason. Right. So you get all that ice cream out of the mm-hmm. bottom. Yeah, I say nope. Nope mm-hmm. on the fork. Nope. Fork no. Or I should say fork. Nope. Normal or nope, trying everything on your plate first and then curating your last bite to be the best and end on that, eating everything else before that final last bite. Normal or nope? Normal. Normal. Mm. Now, I do eat my favorite thing. The last the last yeah. bite is my then favorite you, thing. Then you've curated it so out so that one last bite, you know, if I like, oh, especially like you combine a couple of things. Mm-hmm. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. Yeah. Yeah. And finally, normal or nope, microwaving your hot dogs to cook them. Nope, 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 nope. You're lazy if you're putting microwave if you're putting hot dogs in the microwave. Nope, nope. Not every time, lazy. but in a lazy. rush. Yeah. Lazy. Air fry. In a rush. Lazy. Air fry. Oh. Yeah. No, you got to nope. grill them. Nope. No, you got to pan fry them. No, you grill them. No, you pan fry them in butter. <laughs> grill. Grilled's best. Yes, yes but it's good. It's inside. good. But have you tried in an iron skillet pan frying split open hot dogs? I have had that before, mm. but that's not how we generally make them. Nope. When you hear this, if in fact your antenna goes up on this premise of the new Netflix Christmas family comedy called Family Switch. Oh, I've seen ads for this. All right. Yeah. Ed Helms and Jennifer Gardner. Yep. Love Jennifer. Broke away from her Capital One commercials and her gardening (laughs) to remember that she's a movie star. The movie stars Ed Helms of uh, Office fame yeah, and uh, The Hangover, mm-hmm. Jennifer Garner of, you know, Jennifer Garner, um, <laughs> married couple with two kids, a boy and a girl. Mm-hmm. Through some sort of wacky holiday movie magic, Ed changes bodies with his son. Jennifer changes bodies with her daughter. Yep. There's a scene where the brother and sister, who are pretending to be their parents, since they're occupying their bodies, are kissing each other on the lips. Whoop, 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 oh, wow. whoop. What the hell just happened? Yeah. Did I just die? Uh, no. Oh. That's the antenna going out. I thought I was at the pearly gates. Oh, my oh. gosh. I've seen, are we here? Are we on the air? We're on the air. Okay. Wow. I've seen ads for this, wow. and at first I thought it was just a, you know, okay, it's another one of those, um, what, what is the one that Lindsay Lohan and- um, Freaky Friday? It's a remake of Freaky Friday, and then it's called, you know, and then several people Seventeen Again, it. I think Seventeen Again is yeah. the one with somebody else. There's several different machinations of this, and I thought, okay, but then- They're pressured into some, uh, into kissing by some other adults, and even though they don't enjoy it, and they pretty much gag their way through it. They only do it so nobody will figure out what's going on. Still, viewers have been disgusted yeah. by this and are calling it a... There's a word that I will not use here. 
It's just it's just gross, right? It is. Okay, so your antenna. Whew. Oh, it went way up. Yeah, and so fast did, and, and furious. And, and my eardrum. I'm sorry. Went way down. Yeah, there's blood right. on your I, shoulder. I, too, I thought I died. Sorry, I thought something. I thought we have a nuclear explosion at Oak Ridge. I'm sorry, <laughs> I couldn't believe Jennifer Garner would be a part of something like this. Why? Why she was married to Ben Affleck? You know. Yeah, but she got unmarried to him. Yeah, he's a nasty guy. She has kids. Yeah. All right. Just so there it is. A family switch. You you can choose to watch that or not. It looked like uh, a cute movie. Well, they all look cute. And then it got yeah nasty that. real quick. All you people want is more, 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 more. Gimme, gimme. More. <laughs> Let's see if we're able to get through an entire podcast without having to go back and put a parental warning at the end of it. I will behave. Or at the beginning of it. It was me. What are you talking about? You know it wasn't you. It was me discussing something that I snuck in on you for her versus him yesterday. And so, yeah, that went that, that, went that way. And so... But I couldn't let go of it. I mean, I had no, to know what it, it was and I had to let it up. Not it. Not it. I'll take the blame on this one as... Uh, well, welcome. Welcome to the Mark and Kim Show bonus podcast. Thank you for the uh, for the raps that keep coming in, showing off the tens, tens of thousands of minutes that you spend with us every every year, and we certainly appreciate that. And uh, you're going to check and see if there was a wreck down the down the road. Everything okay? I didn't see anything. All right, don't worry about it. All right, we're moving on. Um, so tell me what you think about this. There's, there's more to this story, because you wouldn't give up a successful business if you didn't believe in the business anymore, would you? I wouldn't think so. Like, at some point when you finally get sick of me, like back in 2003, <laughs> you didn't just walk off the show. You just said, well, it looks like I got a job making decent money. I better stick it out. Who knew it would be 20 more years after that? But a popular London, Ontario bakery, because you know, Canada, hmm. or as I like to say, Canada. You always say it that way. A popular London, Ontario bakery is shutting down because its owners say they have started to feel guilty about selling sugar-laden desserts to customers after they have undergone a health transformation. After a dozen years in business, and I can tell you right now, if it's any kind of restaurant or bakery or any place that serves food... You're able to survive for 12 years and have multiple locations. That's of, a success. Of Chick Boss Cake. They've stopped accepting new orders of baked goods and will shut down because it's not the lifestyle that we want to live anymore and we don't want anybody else to live that lifestyle. It all boils down to the fact that we are not passionate about selling and promoting products that are terrible for your health. What about moderation? Why you so you assume that everybody that buys baked goods is just stuffing them down their pie hole and that you're getting fat from it? This is such a mindset. This is such a mindset. This is all part of a narrative. But if they're buying into, which apparently they are, or if if it's what it is at first blush, practice what you preach. And if they have changed their lifestyle. You practice what you preach until it costs you your living. Mm-hmm. All right. But what are they going to do now? Oh, I'm sure they're fine. They wouldn't. Look, no, nobody leaves a successful business yeah. unless they've got some backup plan that is already either a earning them money or yeah. b will earn them money or a, the or they have enough money somehow to live for the rest of their lives. Yeah. They must have been in like an inheritance or something, or they've won a lottery or something where yeah, they don't they have, have to worry to have about some means. Right. You, of course you do. Yeah. Very few people can live without some form of means. Yeah. Okay. So after a dozen years. Chick Boss Cake 
will go out of business. It boils down to the fact that we're not passionate. I don't even recognize the people who started the business that long ago because we've changed so much. Well, then why don't you do this? Why don't you super serve the customers that are just like you, you grain nut health person, you, you wheat bread person, you gluten-free person. Why don't you start making treats that are less sugary? Why don't you just start putting less sugar in your treats? Well, because they know they'd go out of business. That's why. Because every one of those specialty type places, they can't. You know, you can't survive on a gluten free. You can't. A, a gluten free bakery will not survive unless it's a major city, with millions of people that can be, be you know, be a customer there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, there right. has to be enough people to survive. The, Although there's a lot of people. I mean, more and more. I know, like at the school. More and more, we have to have anything you send to the school, you yeah. have to have a gluten-free right. option. You know why, though, right? Because it's a thing. Well, it is a thing. It's a thing. It didn't used to it be a thing. a thing. Yeah. It didn't used to be a thing. You know, human evolution has taken place over what, millions of years, but here we are in just the last five years. Oh, I, oh, I can't tolerate gluten. <laughs> oh, tree nuts. There was no tree nut allergies in the 1970s before we get into that. The chain of bakeries first opened 12 years ago by husband and wife, Chad and Rebecca. Chick Boss Cakes has three locations. Business has been difficult in the past year, partly because Hamilton put the brakes on all marketing and promotions. We felt so guilty promoting cake and sugar to kids and families. Closing the business ultimately won't stop anyone from indulging in unhealthy sweets. They just choose not to be the ones to sell them anymore. So they've got something in the background. Well, and or, they, or, they, the, or the IRS of Canada is, yeah. coming, is coming to get them. And, they, and you're right. They probably. I mean, I'm assuming they do have something that they're going to do. But I, I, I'm okay with them pulling out if they feel so strongly about not promoting something that they don't believe in. Any. Okay. I mean, what about people that stop serving? Won't make a cake for a gay wedding. I, I don't think that's right. Well, wait a minute. You just said you have no problem with somebody pulling out if they don't feel comfortable doing something. Pulling out of business. They're pulling out a business. They're right. not agreeing. They're not agreeing to not serve someone. They are pulling themselves out of business. If you don't want to mm, serve they're, they're people, pulling then pull out yourselves of, out of business. Well, the bakery that ser- that doesn't want to serve cakes to gay weddings is pulling themselves out of the gay wedding business. Well, they should shut down their business. Is what I'm saying. Really? This, this company, is that what you feel on that? If they don't want to serve the public, if you're in business to serve the public, gay couples are but part of the public. It's a private business. They can serve whomever they choose. Yeah. Well, you know, I I think you should serve everyone. That's everybody. Just, why not? Who who uh, would they not serve? Who they choose not to serve. How about the How about when the uh, restaurants, like those idiots at Burger King that one time, who decided not to serve police officers because they hate police? Is that okay? No, it's not. Well, then what's the difference? What What are, what are you saying? What's the difference? They of can what choo- I'm saying. You, I'm a- saying you should serve everybody. Everybody should be served. I, I don't think you should pick and choose. Oh, sir, I don't like the way you're dressed. We're not going to serve you. Morally, it's wrong, yes. Yeah. But, I mean, it is technically their business, and they can choose to sell whoever they want to. That, 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 that's And I think that was the court ruling, wasn't it? Wasn't that the court, the court finding on that, that the courts determined they could serve you know, I don't whomever remember. they chose? Or I don't remember. Well. We can look it up. <laughs> so they... Um, yeah, they're, they're going out of business because they don't want to, you know. It's like when New York City started putting a limit on the number of ounces they would serve in a, in a sugary drink. Like the, like the Big Gulps. Mm-hmm. If there was a 7-Eleven in New York City, and I don't even know if it's still a thing. I don't know if it's been 
voted down, but there was a time not too long ago, and maybe it's still a thing in New York, that you couldn't buy like 32 ounces of Mountain Dew. Oh, gosh. If you had a... Fa- like, I remember that. I mean, so... Yeah. yeah, before we get too far down this thing. All right. Uh, let's move on to something else. A little less fraught. <laughs> Baltimore City worker creates fake job offer... Excuse me. Let me restate that. Baltimore City worker creates fake job offer trying to get a raise with her job. She not only created a fake job offer, she created a fake job. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a new report, because you could say, hey, I've just, you know, every radio DJ at some point in their contract negotiation has said to, the, to their employer, well, I have an offer to, to go somewhere else. Oh, well, let me keep you. Anymore, they'd be like, all right, man, don't let the doorknob hit you with a dog. Maybe you should you. take that offer. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and take that. Um, a new report by Baltimore's Office of the Inspector General revealed that a worker in the Department, were, uh, the, sorry, the Department of Public Works created a fake job to then get a fake job offer from that fake job to then get a raise at their current job working for the city. According to the report, the department was interested in matching the offer from another government agency to keep the employee, but when the Department of Public Works contacted that other government agency about the offer, that agency told the Department of Public Works that the offer appeared fake. Uh, this is uh, the offer letter listed an annual salary of $100,435. When the Office of the Inspector General examined the letter, the document contained text boxes with comments contact connected to the DPW employer's username. I don't know what that means, but can you tell that this person wanted to have a job where they made a hundred grand? They get yeah. a job offer mm-hmm. for a hundred thousand four four thirty-five. Take it to their employer. Say, "Hey, look, I got this offer right here. Here's the letter: hundred thousand four hundred thirty-five dollars." But you know what? If you want to pay me a hundred grand, I'll stay. They wanted a hundred. That's why. It yeah. Was, it was, it's like it's not one ten or one oh five. It's a hundred. Not even one hundred one thousand. It's one hundred thousand four hundred thirty five dollars. Because they really wanted to make a hundred grand. I'll bet you that's what it is. Uh, they ended up firing the worker because after, they're lying. After the yeah. employer's yeah. termination, the inspector general's office learned that the worker had been listed as quote eligible for rehire. Well, yes, she's eligible to be rehired. But make sure you create a fake job that she can be rehired. <laughs> That's the way to do it. Hey, come on back. You're eligible for rehire. Come on. And here we go. And oh, wait a minute. Sorry. There really isn't a job. How can you be eligible for rehire? Because you really. You were never hired to begin with. Well, no. She had the job. She was fired from so the job So this wasn't she had. the fake job what? that she was eligible for rehire for. Okay. How can you be. Kim. Kim. Stay with us now. I'm trying to stay. <laughs> you you had this department and that department and 104,000 and 100,000 here and uh, back when you had one department and two departments and I she made a fake job or he he or she made so a fake job. So the whole time I was talking you had no idea where No, I, was. I know where you're going. I I'm I'm with you. No. But now she's been fired from her original job because you she can't didn't be fired really from a job offered. you didn't have. No, she was fired from her original job is what I understand. Yeah, I got that because she was Did never you? offered yeah. Did she? Yes, because she was never she was get, offered the other job. I think she was getting confused with the, the job coming yeah. up with the fake job to hire her back. Yeah. Okay, when I said, yeah, that's right, come on back, you're eligible for rehire, and mm-hmm. yeah. here's a job for you. Oh, by the way, that's a fake job. Yeah. No, right. she got fired from her job that she had. No, I got that. She created the- no. I'm with you. No, girl. Don't make me sound confused. I know exactly where you are. <laughs> I don't have to make you sound confused. <laughs> you sound confused all on well, your own. When you said she was fired from her fake job? 
She was fired from her original job. That's what I said. I'll just close that tab. <laughs> Adam Driver, familiar? Adam Driver. Yeah, from Star Wars. Oh. Well, okay. Or House of Gucci. He's an okay. actor. Look him up. Adam Driver. What, what, why are you making a face? What, I, what? I just I don't, I don't know who he is. Is looking him up going to help me know who he is? I mean, is, am so I going to know him when I see him? if you see the face of somebody, him? would that help you find out if you know? <laughs> well, no, I don't know. Wow, is maybe it? we should just stop here. No, I was. what I'm saying is, am I going to know him when I see him? Is he one of those people that when I see him, I know him? How do I know if you see him, if you know him? He's an actor who's of renown. He is someone that is in a lot of stuff. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's kind of looks like Keanu Reeves. Okay, he's got his Adam, hair. Sort of, kind of. Have you never seen Adam Driver in anything? Mm, I don't think so. So, looking at him, you're not familiar with Adam Driver. He doesn't look familiar to me. Does he look ugly to you? He's not especially good looking, but he's not ugly. <laughs> I mean, he's kind of interesting looking. That's a way to put it. He That's doesn't a, have yeah. like the best haircut for him. He's. He he's just different looking. He's not he's not somebody you would say, "Oh, now he's a looker." He's not classically handsome. No. What he do looks you more like a character when you actor. You see Adam Driver the actor. What do you say when you see him? When you see that face, what do you say? How would you describe him? He's ugly. He's flat ugly. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Wallace, the journalist, is being blasted as a scumbag for asking Adam Driver about his looks. During a recent interview, CNN's Chris Wallace, Adam, uh, with, with him, Adam Driver was asked about the fact he doesn't, quote, look like the typical movie star, and whether that's helped or hindered his career in Hollywood. The Star Wars Force Awakens actor, 40, seemed taken aback by the turn of the interview, but he replied, I look how I look. I can't change that, so I guess it's helped me. Now, what does he play in Star Wars? Does he have like a costume on the whole time, or is he um, is he covered up, or do we see him as him? You can see his face, but he also has a mask on too. Do they do like- that because he's not so good looking? <laughs> no, was I the mean- character originally in the books with a mask? That part I don't know. I feel like that this Star Wars was added on afterwards. Well, what about in Gucci? He's in Gucci, too, you said? Yeah, House of Gucci with Lady Gaga. Do we see him in that? Yeah, you do. And there's a few other movies as well. Well, if he's not playing a good-looking character, he's playing Enzo Ferrari at some point in the near future. Mm -hmm. Look up a picture of the real Enzo Ferrari. You'll probably come across a car first, the (laughs) the Enzo from Ferrari, which is one of the greatest cars of all time. So he's not playing a car. (laughs) Well, depending on how much of... uh, Well, his last name is Driver. He is a driver. <laughs> in real life. His face looks like a bumper. Oh. Well, I mean. I mean, he's Enzo. not that so ugly, this is Enzo guys. Ferrari showing us a picture of Enzo Ferrari. I, I can see the nose. Wow. Enzo, not a good looking guy. No. Well, um, the, the New Yorker, he goes on, Adam Driver, after being asked about his looks. He goes, I can't change that, so I guess it helped me. The New Yorker has also called me a horse face. He oh, went on. Yeah, well. I remember reading one review that said his agent probably doesn't know whether or not to put him in a movie or the Kentucky Derby. Oh, God. So, oh my gosh. So if you believe the good thing, you have to believe the bad thing. I, I try not to absorb it. Fans of Driver, because everybody has fans, and he's a good actor. You know, he does a movie called, I think, The Marriage Story. He did a movie called The Marriage Story, and I hated the movie, and at some point... Was he, it because of him? Yeah, he's... He's in it, and uh, you know, yeah. Be honest with you, I was just like, you know, 
Could you? He, what, but, he's he's a, he's an either an acquired taste, or he's one of those actors that you know either you love him or you hate him. I just not a. I, I'll just say this: I'm not a fan of Adam Driver, and it has nothing to do with his looks, and it's just the roles that he's in, the way he plays them. I just hey, look, not everybody's your favorite actor. But when you were watching the movie. Did you feel like that his looks detracted from the movie? I mean, was it something that you were like, I just can't get no, he's him? Not, okay, he's not, you know, John Merrick the Elephant Man. No, he, I mean, he's, he's you not. Know, he's not hideous. I mean, he's like he, a, he's not, a he's normal not hideous. person. He's not a hideous human. No. But he's not, also, he's not Leonardo DiCaprio. No. He does not he's draw George your eyes. Huh? Like, he doesn't draw your eyes to the screen. If well, anything, he, he makes like you a car, a car wreck draws your eyes. <laughs> Gosh, that's awful. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, he's not somebody you're going to fixate on unless you do, because all the fans of Adam Driver who find him attractive are calling out Chris Wallace. Because I guess you can't point out something that's legitimate. He does not look like the quintessential movie star. It's a it's a legitimate question. He is not classically movie star handsome. No. That's the question. Granted, I don't think you need to be classically movie star handsome to be a movie star anymore. That's the old days. So when asked about this, he's like, well, you know, I got a horse face. So what it is, it is what it is. <laughs> and so um, here's what people started to post. On, on articles, by the way, who's, who still, and I don't know if this is a, just they're digging at Elon Musk when they do this, but they said, uh, in the interview, uh, this guy interviewing Adam Driver is some kind of scumbag. One fan posted on X, formerly known as Twitter. Like, who doesn't know that? <laughs> it's like, like well, at what point are they going to, they're not going to stop because it's just a thing in the, in the media. Yeah. Another person commented on X, which, by the way, is formerly Twitter. Um, <laughs> men like Chris Wallace look like turtles. And look at hotties like Adam Driver and say, quote, why don't you look like Robert Redford to their face? And it truly shows how bleeping dumb men are. Another driver, another driver fan slammed the veteran journalist. Chris Wallace having the audacity to say something about Adam Driver's appearance all while looking like that, all, all while looking like that is bleeping crazy. Okay. So, I mean, in, in, oh. so I'm looking at images of Adam Driver. So he's got one next to a horse. Oh, God. <laughs> well, no, hold on. Which Twins. One's the, which one's a horse? <laughs> I mean, if we're going to be legitimate about it. Right? He doesn't look like a horse. Of course he does. No. Remember he's got when a horse I, face. Remember when I said Tori Spelling had a horse face? You didn't say it. You, you believed it. You, I Well, you, I did. You, she you has the shape it. of you, a horse face. And well, a longer face, yes. Yeah. has a, a face... On a horse is a long face. So if you have a long face, I guess you're considered to have a horse face. But well, that didn't mean she was unattractive, okay? She yeah. just has an attractive look So you're a saying that Tori way. Spelling is attractive? She's not beautiful. She's not a classic actress look either, okay? Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, then why are you not under fire the way Chris Wallace is? I was by you. <laughs> well, it's not the nicest thing to say, but I've said worse about other people. But, I mean, here's the thing. He doesn't look like the the... The classic leading man, if you That's will. That's what he's saying. That's you what know? Chris Wallace asked. But is he, How do you, you know, you survived in Hollywood by not being the classic leading man. But everybody doesn't need to be a That's leading man. Said. And quite frankly, you can be a leading man now, and that's what you were saying too. It's like it's not like it used to be. Not Back in the day, you know, everybody yeah. had to be this great looking. I think people are looking for more real people that you can identify with in the shows and movies that you watch a little bit more. Well, I think Chris Wallace just asked the question we were all wondering anyway. And on top of that, when I watched Star Wars, when I tried to get into the newer ones, I saw his face and I was like, I just don't like his face. There's like no I, way. No, like, and I mean, I didn't say it out loud. 
I didn't say it out loud, but I was sitting there thinking, like, I just don't like this guy. It's something about him. Well, that's unfortunate. Did you really? Yeah. And it like, was his face. Uh, it has to be his Did face. It prevent you from cloak. enjoying the movie. You said what? <laughs> you said what? <laughs> Did it prevent you from enjoying the movie? Hello? Uh, I'm speaking no, to you. it didn't like cripple me from watching the movie. Cripple no, you? But, I mean, it didn't make it any better. So someone didn't take a bat to your knee? <laughs> cripple you? So it's just a funny comment. And the people, of course. So everybody has fans. And everybody in, in, in your life, there's very few people that don't have someone that thinks they're attractive. That's true. Okay? And thank goodness for there's, that. You know, right. Thank God there's always somebody who thinks you're attractive. That's why I'm married. You take that either way. Because, you know, one person's a reacher and one person's a settler. And my yeah. wife was definitely reaching when she reached for me. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. All right. Hey, we got to run. We got things to do. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. <gasps> 